Good to be with, with each and every one of you. I'm glad we're together today. Glad we're uh, taking this opportunity to worship. Our worship has been spirit-filled, for which we can all be thankful. And as we uh, seek to dive in on God's Word, may we uh, find ourselves uh, drawn closer to God through the very things that He uh, seeks to speak into our lives through His Word. The Hall of Faith that we have been uh, talking about uh, the past few weeks ends with a flurry of names, and in some cases, names that aren't even mentioned. Ashley read it last week from Hebrews 11, verses 32 through 34. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and routed the the foreign armies. That part about uh, shutting the the mouths of lions and quenching the the fury of the flames references the the Old Testament book of, of Daniel. And in particular, talking about shutting the mouths of lions has to do with with Daniel being thrown into the lion's den. Last week, Ashley uh, talked about Gideon. She talked about uh, Gideon wavering in his faith. Daniel, on the other hand, as we uh, lift him up uh, here today, was as solid as a rock when it came to faith. He lived by faith each and every day. Where Gideon wavered in the faith, Daniel never did. Gideon was more like shifting sand, and Daniel more like solid rock. Let's hear a bit about that as we read one of the most endearing and well-known stories in all the Bible. Today we read uh, Daniel 6, verses 16 through 23, the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Let's hear this from God's Word. So the king gave the order. And they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed, and he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted 
in God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The story of Daniel is, uh, is the story of a man wholly dedicated to God. His is a matter of resolute faith. Daniel's focus was constantly on God. Daniel sought to, to glorify God at every turn. Daniel refused to go along with a crowd, whether it involved um, eating food that had been deemed unclean or committing himself to regular prayer. Daniel, much like Joseph, who we talked about a few weeks ago, was a, was a Hebrew who rose to, to high standing in the court of a, of a foreign kingdom. Like Joseph, Daniel always seemed to land on his feet. Daniel was also a dreamer, just like Joseph. Daniel's ability to interpret dreams gained the attention of the king and and only solidified his position in the king's court. Daniel was one of three overseeing the whole of Babylon and was in the running to reverse or to uh, to oversee the the entire kingdom. Like Joseph Daniel remained faithful to God. This was his most endearing quality. Daniel's relationship with God was strong in every way. Daniel was so dedicated to God that he prayed to God three times each day with his face pointed to Jerusalem. We shouldn't be surprised that that prayer played an important role in the the development of, of Daniel's faith. Interestingly, it was Daniel's regular practice of prayer that, uh, that eventually got him into trouble with his rivals. It was a, a sort of political bind, if you will. Here we encounter a, a bit of uh, political intrigue. The rivals went to the king, and they talked him into making a decree that for 30 days, no one would, would pray to anybody but to the king. Daniel, in the mix of that, would not be deterred. He continued his regular prayers to God, which allowed him to stand strong in the face of the challenges that would soon come his way. Prayer has an effect on us. Prayer has a way of helping us stand strong amid the challenges that we face. It was that way with Daniel It is certainly that way with us if we make that regular, consistent practice of praying to God throughout every day. Like Daniel, prayer plays a pivotal role in the development of our faith as well. Daniel was so highly regarded and so above reproach that his rivals knew that the only way that they would be able to get to him would be on religious grounds. They knew that he was that dedicated. As the story of Daniel goes, those rivals were quick, very quick, to make the king aware that Daniel was breaking the king's decree, that Daniel was uh, gathering himself each day, three times a day, pointing himself toward Jerusalem and praying to God. When Daniel's rivals brought up the fact that Daniel had been praying to his God, the king had no other recourse but to throw Daniel into the lion's den. 
The king would have lost all credibility with the people if he would have vacillated on the decree that he had made. So off to the lion's den, Daniel went. Most everyone is familiar with the famous entertainers, Siegfried and Roy. They were master magicians and well-known as lion tamers. They were a must-see act in Las Vegas and at other points around the country. In 2003, Roy provoked one of his lions while doing a show. The lion attacked and nearly killed him. Roy endured a, a long period of recovery. Their act, Siegfried and Roy, never did recover. A lion is called the, the king of the jungle, the king of the jungle, and called that for good reason. Lions are, are ferocious. They are the most uh, feared of all animals. They have a way of relentlessly stalking their prey into submission. They are everyone's match. That's why the story of Daniel in the, the lion's den is, is so thrilling. It's the story of deep faith triumphing over a very real and a very present danger. As we learn from Scripture, the mouths of the lions in the lion's den remain shut because Daniel placed his trust in God who sought to provide. Some might assert that, that Daniel was the lion tamer here, much like Siegfried and Roy. Nothing could be further from the truth. Sure, Daniel's faith played a very important role in all of this, but it was God who was the lion tamer. We all have lions in our lives. Those lions are all around us, and they seek to do harm. Placing our faith in God helps us face those lions and emerge victoriously. Circumstances are, are constantly swirling about us that conspire to weigh us down. Let's call them the, the lions in our lives. Work can be a, a big deal, can be weighty. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Concerns about our finances can, can weigh us down as well. Things don't always go as we would want them to go at home. Sometimes health concerns uh, get the better of us. Yeah, health can be a, a real lion in our lives. At other times, we find ourselves overwhelmed with what might be lurking around the corner. Those uh, kind of lions threaten to jump out at any time. One lion for me these days has to do with, with things regarding the broader church. Those things are particularly on my mind, having just left annual conference on, on Wednesday. The lion, uh, in regard to the, the things of the broader church, and its effect upon ministry here really do kind of stalk around my life all the time. As a church, we are taking the tack to wait and see what comes out of the 2024 General Conference next spring. In the interim, we are committed to continue to, to move forward faithfully, doing ministry as God calls us, as God leads us, all the while praying for His fruitfulness, for fruitfulness to come to His kingdom. I trust that such faithfulness to that will keep the lions at bay until that time when we 
enter a season of discernment, if not decision based upon what general conference decides. I want to let you know that I have a a sheet that sort of summarizes some of the work of the administrative council Uh, in that regard. You'll find uh, those sheets uh, on the three welcome desks that are out in the lobby. I hope that you grab one as you you leave today. So um, I leave annual conference with a sense of the lions uh, being very much a, a part of life, particularly as it relates to the ministry of the church. I uh, returned from annual conference uh, and had the, the, the really great opportunity to meet with the youth on, on Wednesday night. My goodness, we can, uh, we can certainly be, be proud of our kids. They, they're doing uh, wonderfully. They're, they're really growing in Christ. I, I hope that just as uh, Ashley in, in, encouraged you earlier, be in prayer for, for those young people who are headed to Florida really right now for their, for their safety, for their protection. And that their time in Florida would be, uh, we would be spent uh, with them drawing closer to the Lord. Well, getting back to Wednesday, we, we read through the, the first chapter of James. We, we had them uh, spend, spend time with that first chapter of James and, and to respond with some things that uh, they understood God uh, speaking into their lives about and then, and then, and then also what they were going to do about it. You know that, um, that the first chapter of James talks about persevering when times are tough. It also talks about uh, not giving in to temptation, and particularly the temptation to give up. That same night after we had had such a wonderful time with the, with the youth, and really it explored what it means to persevere in the mix of, of troubled times, sort of the uh, in the mix of those lions that are always uh, nipping at us. I came home uh, to watch with Cheryl the last episode of uh, season three of The Chosen. If you've not started watching the, the Chosen, you need to do that. It is a wonderful account, a wonderful account of the life of Christ and his interaction with his disciples and others uh, with whom he ministered. That last um, Uh, episode of season three features Peter uh, leaving the the boat during a storm on the Sea of Galilee. He's walking out to Jesus. Jesus had called him to to leave the boat. And as we know from that story, Peter took his eyes off Jesus. His attention became more so on the the weather around him, on the the waves that were, were lapping about. He, he took his eyes off Christ and put it on his circumstance. Again, to borrow from the Old Testament, on the lines that were sort of nipping away. In The Chosen, Peter exclaims as, as he's sinking and as Christ is, uh, is, is reaching down to, to lift him up, he repeats over and over again, don't let me go. Don't let me go. Christ uh, helps Peter back into the boat, and in fact, uh, uh, Jesus gets into the boat as well, and he's there holding uh, Peter as if he is a, a, a young boy. And all the while, Peter is repeating, don't let me go. Don't let me go. I got to tell you, I was really struck by that. Don't let me go when it comes to the lions that are constantly present, 
constantly just, just nipping at things. Here's some really great scripture. It gives us great courage as we find ourselves in our own lion's den. Jesus says in, in John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Paul quotes Jesus in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And he's uh, referencing our weakness. Where we are weak, he is strong. In referencing the lions in our lives, Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, verses 8 through 9, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. So those around the world suffering, you and me, each in our own way as we're in that lion's den, if you will, standing firm in the faith. And remember this, this great passage from 1 John 4.4, the one who is in you is greater than he is in the world. Do you live as if you truly believe that? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. In the end, we have a great lion on our side. We sung about that at the very beginning of this worship service. We have a great lion on our side, the Lion of Judah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our protector. He is our stay. In him, we have hope now and hope forever. By faith, we can stake our very lives on that reality. In Revelation 5.5, John writes and has these words from Christ himself, do not weep. See the, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. Jesus triumphs every time. He did upon emerging from the grave, rising from the dead. He, uh, he will triumph in meeting us at the very point of our need. He will triumph as he works in us and through us to bring about his good purposes for our lives. He will triumph every time, all the time. May God bless us all as we seek to live by faith to trust in God, to trust in God through Jesus Christ, to live by faith now and forevermore, the Lion of Judah, the very one God sends, is the one who will protect us, the one who will guide us, the one who is our stay. May God be with us in the mix of all the lions that are surrounding us, May we know of him and his presence. And in that, may we, like Daniel, stand rock solid in the faith. Let's pray together. God, thanks. Thanks for being with us in all things. Thanks, Lord, for sending your son to assure us of your deep and abiding love. 
your every desire to protect us, to bless us, to provide. We thank you that through Christ, the one who is in us, that we have the power, the wherewithal to overcome the one who is in the world. Lord, we do pray. We pray for your safety, your protection, for your love to be evident. Thanks, God, for blessing us as only you can. We thank you for your word today, for the encouragement to live by faith, to place our trust in you. Just as those of old did that so many centuries ago, may it be that uh, we are counted among that number, a great cloud of witnesses that are living by faith. This prayer we make in the name of Jesus Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.